It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Hanging out with Brian Dacus all day long, all day strong. And it's a busy, busy Monday. Tons of NFL to talk about. Great day in the National Football League yesterday for some. Others, not so good. We'll talk about the backup quarterbacks who are uh, tearing things up. We'll talk about Kadarius Tony Can't catch the damn ball. And um, a whole lot of NFL around 12 o'clock today. We got Hardenwood because it feels so good at 1230. We've got Terry Davis. We're talking Tigers. And I will have to say, uh, Terry Davis joined us at 1130. We're going to talk about that Tiger basketball game on Saturday. That was the best crowd that I have seen for a Tiger basketball game in some time. It was electric in there. I mean, it was just a hell of a basketball game. Tigers should be ranked in the top 25 today. Um, I sure hope when it, uh, the AP Top 25 comes out, they are in the top 25. But they also have another game. Tomorrow night, they play the 22nd-ranked Virginia Cavaliers. It's going down 6 o'clock tomorrow night in the FedEx Forum. If you bring the same kind of energy that everybody brought to FedEx Forum on Saturday... Damn, this is just, it's just electric. It is an electric time. It's exciting to be a Tiger fan right now. Basketball is playing out of its mind. And, and what can you say about just like David Jones? Like what, what is there left to say about David Jones and Javon Quinterly and, and just the, the cojones on these boys? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. David Jones has got it walking around with a pair of brass ones. I'm telling you, dude, that dude is just absolutely filthy. The team's just going to get better. We're excited. We're talking all kinds of Tiger basketball. Now, not only are we going to talk a little bit of you know college basketball, talk a little NBA action with Terry Davis as well. Uh, Jaws' return is right around the corner. Um, are you excited about the return of Ja Morant? Very Man, it's, it's almost here, people. It's almost here. We'll see what this Grizzlies team can do. Still, the record is not very good, 6-18. and 18. But the return of Ja, the way Tripp is playing, Desmond Bain's insane, man. Who knows? Uh, we'll see what we can do. But we got NBA, NFL, and we also got to talk some bowl games, some college football. I mean, I'm looking at the transfer portal, and right now Lane Kiffin is killing it. They got the number one wide receiver in the transfer portal out of South Carolina. Walter Nolan, everybody's... Crystal Ball says he's going to be signing with the Ole Miss Rebels, number one defensive player in the portal right now. And the thing that's funny is, you know who already has the number one portal class currently without Walter Nolan on it? That'd be the Ole Miss Rebels. My goodness, Lane Kiffin, Pete Golding, they are getting it done in the portal. Like, I mean, getting it done. 
So we're going to talk a lot with Jake Crane about the portal. You got Kansas State's uh, quarterback transferring to USC. A lot of portal stuff to get to today with Jake Crane. Talk some NFL with him as well. And then in the National Football League, Dak Prescott did not have a good day. The Cowboys did not have a good day. Dak Prescott, I feel like this Saturday, I mean this Sunday, you pretty much, the MVP race is gone. And it just amazes me how bad and how much different this team plays when they're on the road. Like the Dallas Cowboys do not look like the same football team on the road. And the other thing is, is it's also on grass. Like they are unbelievable on their turf, but nobody wants to play on turf because of the injuries. It's terrible. Well, the Dallas Cowboys might just want to keep it because there's just so much damn better. I mean, Dak finished today against the Bills yesterday with 134 yards and an interception. That was, it, it was crazy. And that defense, you know what the problem is with that Dallas Cowboys defense? What's that? They're too damn small. Like they, hey, if you, if, they, if the Cowboys have a lead, can they rush the, the passer like nobody else? Yes, they can get after it. They got dudes that can cover on the back end. They can defend the pass. But when your linebackers are 205 and 210, James Cook just ran the ball right down their throat. 25 carries, had 179 yards and a touchdown. He was freaking filthy. Cowboys got exposed. And all of a sudden, this team that we rode off earlier in the Buffalo Bills, they're right there. They are, they are right there. In fact... The last game of the year, they play the Dolphins. I know that they're down, you know, two games right now. But, dude, the last game of the year in Miami, Buffalo could be going down to Miami to try to win that AFC East. They got the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. They're going to win their next two games. I think it's going to all come down to what happens in Miami. And then Miami Dolphins, man, I don't know anything about them. They're just, they just trip me out. They got... Beat by the Titans at home. And then they go and boat race the Jets. I mean, boat race them. The thing is, though, this Dolphins team, they have the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. I'm right now projecting. I think the Bills end up winning the AFC East. Dead, dead serious. I just think it's going to happen. Well, it is that time of the day. It's a Monday. So we talk to the best in the business on Monday because we want to get your week started off the right way. He is Jake Crane from Crane and Company. He's also a movie star. Um, what's up, Jake? How's life this morning? Man, going great. Just uh, rocking and rolling. Just rocking and rolling. Man, I got to, um, you know, me and you talk a lot of college football. We're going to talk a little NFL today, but I just also wanted to get it. I don't know how you feel about necessarily the transfer portal. Um, or how you feel, you know, when it comes to the way coaches uh, effectively use the transfer for, portal. I look at Oklahoma right now. They have no offensive line. They've lost their quarterback. They got to go play Arizona. It seems like a complete mismatch when you lose your whole offensive line and your quarterback. But then, yeah, and I, I'm just kind of like wondering when I, when you see this happen during the bowl games, is this good for fans and and good basically? for uh, the programs. 
Well, look, I mean, I, I think it's harder on the coaches. Obviously, now you're having to, to re-recruit your own players to keep them on the roster. And, you know, you, it's kind of a revolving door of new guys coming in that, that you know, are trying to buy into what you're doing. And, and you don't want to turn it into just a mercenary situation where everybody's just there for one year. Because, look, I mean, roster management, even with all the changes in college football, uh, is without a doubt one of the top two, three most important things you can do as a head coach. This just makes it tougher. Now, now, when it comes down to how you use the transfer portal, I think it depends on the circumstance of, of where you're at in your coaching tenure, right? If you're somebody that's taking over a place that expects to win, that maybe has been struggling and you have to lean on the transfer portal maybe a lot heavier the first two years to you know, give them that hope and to show progress while you're developing young guys, uh, that's one thing. I don't think you can just rely on having a ton of turnover year after year after year and go win championships consistently or have a chance to win championships consistently. Uh, now, if you look at somebody that may be a little bit later in it, you know, year three, year four, uh, then you just want to kind of plug holes in the ship with the transfer portal, right? You, you want you want to kind of go get guys in certain spots. Hey, we may have lost a left tackle. Hey, we, we may have a chance to go get a quarterback after ours graduated to get us through for a year while the young guys get better. That's when I think you're operating at, at kind of full steam ahead and, and full efficiency. Why is it that Lane Kiffin's so good in the transfer portal? Is it the collective that he has that just has more money than everybody else? Right now, number one in the transfer portal, uh, they just landed South Carolina's uh, Juice Wells, number one wide receiver in the portal. A lot of people think Walter Nolan's heading down there, and again, they're already the number one. What is it about Kiffin? Is it the, is it the cash or is it Kiffin? Well, look, there's there's places that have a lot more money than Ole Miss. Not that Ole Miss is broke. I think it's two things. I think Lane. Uh, is leaning more from an NIL standpoint on the portal than some other places. But look, I mean, Lane Kiffin nowadays, I mean, you look at Ole Miss, kind of the way that they're trending with what they're returning. I think that's a big deal that people don't talk about. You know, getting Jackson Dart back, there's no questions at quarterback for Ole Miss. So if I'm a juiced wells or I'm a receiver or I'm a tight end, right, I want to go play with a guy that can get me the ball because that's going to determine my future. I can't do it by myself. And then you just got to give credit to Lane Kiffin, you know, as a recruiter. I think he's kind of found a niche a little bit. But you combine all those things, and we'll see how it goes, right? If he's going to run this experiment out, uh, and it's been working for him here lately. So we'll, we'll see with this much turnover uh, if he can do it. That's why when Dion was doing what he's doing at Colorado early in the year, uh, I was like, there's a lot of, of new head coaches that are kind of rolling their eyes because now everybody's going to expect, well, you can just go to the transfer portal and get brand-new players and win. I still don't believe that's the best way to do it, but we're going to run this experiment out. Lane Kiffin's doing it for sure. Lane Kiffin is definitely uh, getting it done right now. I know people in Oxford are excited. Across the country, though, Lincoln Riley on the other other, um, Mm. side of the fence. Like, I mean, my man lost five of his last six regular season games. They fired their uh, defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch. Caleb Williams Mm. has opted out of the bowl game. Um, And... The only good news I can say anything about USC is they are trending to land Will Howard, a Kansas quarterback, Kansas State quarterback. Yeah. Um, is USC and Lincoln Riley the right fit? Well, listen, I, I think Lincoln Riley is a good enough football coach where, you know, he as long as he's able to bring his style, he's able to call the plays, he's able to set it up offensively like he wants, uh, they're always going to be good on offense. That hasn't been the problem. For Lincoln Riley, it's been defensively. You know, uh, he's gotten to a point, even going back to Oklahoma, where they can't get past a certain ceiling 
because they can't stop anybody. And finally this year, you know, you never like to see anybody get fired. Well, you know, there's a couple people that I don't mind seeing get fired, but you really never want to see anybody get fired. But Alex Grinch, you had to move on from him. So, you know, with the adjustment that he's made on his coaching staff, is that going to help him more, or is it going to continue to be more of what we saw, uh, we've seen in the past? And, I mean, at some point, is this just who Lincoln Riley is? Uh, just a guy that's going to have a really good offense that's not going to ever be able to get over the hump. It's not like Oklahoma's a small program. It's not like this is year one at USC, and you've had Heisman winners at quarterback left and right, yet you still haven't been able to get over the hump. I tell you what, if if they don't win more than eight next year, and that includes going into the Big Ten, you're going to start hearing some chirping about Lincoln Riley. Man, um, yeah, I definitely think you will start hearing some chirping, and it's crazy, man. My dude has a – I mean, he he gets people with the Heisman Trophy, doesn't he? He can handle <laughs> Look, that. I mean, if I'm, if I'm a quarterback, I mean, I know the Malachi kid went in the portal, but, but you knew uh, that was because they had somebody, whether it's Will Howard or, or somebody else. The quarterback business is a good business to go play for Lincoln Riley. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but getting back to a couple of specific bowl games that I've already kind of pounded, um, gotten a little bit nervous because I basically did it when I found Oklahoma's offensive line was done. Do you like Arizona being a three-point favorite over Oklahoma with all the people that have departed? I mean, you have to say yes, right? I mean, I've watched the Jackson Arnold kid, the young guy who I think ended up being a pretty good player, but he's not ready yet. Well, this time in between – you know, kind of be able to get him to, to be more competitive a little bit when he's in there. Uh, so, you know, it's one thing to practice. It's another to play in the game. But I think if there was a team that didn't want the regular season to end, it was Arizona. I, I mean, nobody was hotter than those guys down the stretch. And I expect them to continue. You haven't seen a lot of opt-outs from Arizona. The reason for that is they still view themselves as underdogs. They want to get to that 10-win mark. I think they're going to want it more than Oklahoma. And you get a chance to beat a big brand. Right as you're going into the Big 12 to replace Oklahoma, who just left the Big 12, uh, I, I was surprised. You know, Jed Fish, you didn't hear his name even a little bit more with some of these openings, even though there wasn't a ton. I like Arizona big, man. I tell you what, I like Ole Miss against Penn State too. Man, I do too. That's I was going to ask you about that one. You already uh, made me feel better. There is one other game that I kind of look at, and it's basically because it's the line. I mean, Missouri's a two and a half point favorite over Ohio State. Is uh, I mean, do you, you yeah. think is Missouri going to take care of the business in the Cotton Bowl? They may hammer them, Johnny Radio. I mean, I mean, look at look at Ohio State right now. I mean, they have a whole recruiting class in the portal. Yep. Uh, you you know the top guys aren't going Marvin Harrison. Those guys aren't going to play. This is huge for Missouri. You talk about a momentum builder going into next year when there are no divisions, when you have a schedule that's about as light as anybody has in the SEC. You return your quarterback, who's a really good player. You return your best overall offensive player in Luther Burton Jr. And then you beat a big brand like Ohio State. Listen, it, they won't care that Ohio State have players to opt it out. It's you beat Ohio State. 30 years from now, it's not going to be like, they beat Ohio State. Remember Missouri beat Ohio State uh, and with all those opt-outs? No, it's going to say Missouri beat Ohio State. I'm going to tell you right now, going into next year, if you were to say, all right, give me two teams outside of Alabama and Georgia that could play each other for the SEC championship, Ole Miss and Missouri is right there, man. They're literally right there. Man, that is uh, great news for all the Ole Miss fans that are here in Memphis, of course. And me, since I'm a I mean, big guy. Look, I, I, no, no guarantees. I'm not predicting it yet, but I mean, I, I'm connecting the dots early. 
Man, I like it though. I mean, it's just it, the fact that, like, to be an Ole Miss fan right now, the hope that they have around their program going to twelve next year, it, it is real. It's palpable. Uh, everywhere I go, it's like hot it, hot it. <laughs> so, oh, uh, for sure, yeah. That's, everybody be coming out of the woodwork now. Oh yeah, it, it's 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 wild. Now, um, I gotta switch gears a little bit. And talk about the National Football League, um, dude. Yeah, I mean, the NFL is wild. Um, one thing I just. Drunk. It, it is. It's crazy. Why can't the Cowboys win on the road? I mean, look, you know what it looked like to me? And, and I'm not making excuses. I mean, the Cowboys got pounded. But it looked like one team has already clinched a postseason berth, and the other team has to win out to be able to have a chance to do it. That's what it looked like to me. But when I look at the Cowboys, there's a reason I don't trust them. And to be honest with you, outside of, yeah, I guess you could say the 49ers, who do you trust in the NFL? How much do you really trust the Ravens, if we're going to be honest, right? Like, I, I'm, sitting around, I, I'm sitting over here looking. I don't trust the Cowboys because the Dak Prescott in the playoffs and on the road. We know how he folds like a cheap tent. The Eagles, you know, with Jalen Hurts being beat up, they're a different team, right? The Chiefs, even though I'm never going to sleep on Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, they don't look like themselves. It's just, man, it, it feels like this year there's really – maybe one, maybe two teams that you can really, really count on. I mean, the Raiders score, get shut out three to nothing and drop a 63 piece the next week. I mean, it's just insane. It is insane. And by the way, like think about also the insanity. Uh, Joe Flacco got a win. Uh, Jake uh, Browning got a win. Uh, Baker Mayfield got a win. What other backup? Case Keenum. Case Keenum got a huge win. I mean, it's just, it is absolutely, damn, the Panthers beat the Falcons. I'm wondering, and, and again, we are uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Fred Smith and FedEx, huge. Arthur Smith is obviously Fred Smith's kid. But, bro, Arthur Smith and the Falcons losing to the Panthers yesterday, that's just a terrible look on him. Yeah, it's not a good look, but the best part is you're super rich either way. Like, I mean, if I was, if I was the only starter at FedEx, said we'd go for every fourth down. Like, oh, no, you fired me. Oh, no. hey, Dad, can I get a billion dollars? Like, I, I would, I would, I would be the most analytics, the card, are you kidding? It's, it's full Dan Lanning 24-7 if that's me. So it's hard for me to feel bad for him, but I was happy to see Bryce get a win, you know, with what he's kind of had to deal with. And, and you know, CJ obviously being kind of the bell of the ball with what the Texans are doing. Uh, I was glad to see the, the Panthers get a win. But goodness gracious, man, the Falcons, it's just like an ugly fight in, in that division. It is, it is. Now, speaking of being ugly, man, Kadarius Tony's play this year has been ugly. Uh, yesterday, you know, ball right in his hands, drops it off. It's picked off. Um, how much, how much more rope is Andy Reid going to give him? Well, I mean, at some point, like, man, I'm having to check your phone. Like, look at your draft Kings. Like what's going on? Like, it's just, uh, I mean, but the, the, the tough part, Johnny radio is sometimes you'll see that flash, right? Like he'll make those couple plays. Where you're like, all right. Yeah. Like, all right. It, it makes sense. But then he'll take two steps backwards. I mean, at some point when you're hurting the team in crucial moments over and over again, you have to stop getting put in in crucial moments over and over again. But you look at the rest of the Chiefs. I mean, there's not a whole lot out there right now, if we're going to be honest. No, there isn't. There isn't. Thank goodness Rashi Rice worked out. Man, you ain't lying. Without him, that would be a terrible uh, receiving core. Tonight, though, we have a big game, man. I'm excited to see this one. Eagles, Seahawks, Philadelphia three and a half point favorite. That defense is terrible. They're switching DCs. 
Uh, they can't stop anybody. Seahawks, we saw what they did uh, at Thanksgiving to the Cowboys. Uh, they they made it a hell of a football game. It's in Seattle. Any plays that you're leaning towards tonight? Man, I thought you were going to say the big game is the Old Dominion to Western Kentucky here at 130. Uh, huge one tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Um, man, I tell you, uh, like I said, the NFL is so crazy. Part of me likes the over, but it's it, I don't feel super confident Really, in, in any of the sides or the totals, I'm looking at the touchdown scores. I mean, you've – Kenneth Walker, plus 140. I mean, I don't know how many the Seahawks are going to score, but I feel like him coming off that oblique uh, in this game against the Eagles, Kenneth, even in college, tend to play better against better competition. I don't think it would be crazy to take Kenneth Walker uh, at plus 140. But if I was going to buy anything, I would. I mean, I don't know how you don't take the Seahawks at home plus three and a half. I know the quarterback situation hasn't been beautiful, but they're kind of different up there, and, and this team is somewhat physical. Uh, give me the Seahawks plus three and a half at home, and give me a Kenneth Walker anytime touchdown score at plus one forty. Hit my hit my James Cook anytime touchdown score yesterday. That was at plus one fifteen. Almost put some money on Christian McCaffrey two plus touchdowns at plus money. Should have done it. Damn, damn, damn. It was close, though. But, hey, man, you got that uh, Cook. Cook dominated yesterday. That was – I mean, that Cowboys um, – man, they can rush the passer, but they're a little bit wow. light in the butt when it comes to their linebackers, 205 Well, that's the thing. If you want to keep – you want to keep coming up field hard like that every single play, like it, it creates gaps, and, and, and backs can feel it, and they can find it. Tell me what uh, you're going to be doing on your show all week. I know today y'all did a little bit of uh, is this Saban's last year talk. What you got coming down the week? Oh yeah, man. I mean, look, it's, it's still, still a ton of football. We got college basketball going on. Tom Luganville's going to join us tomorrow. Uh, we're going to preview a couple more of these big bowl games. Uh, taking a lot of live calls right now. Uh, we go live each Tuesday morning, 6.30 a.m. to 8 uh, a.m. Central. Uh, got a live chat as well. We're on Rumble now too. And yeah, man, if you haven't seen Lady Ballers, uh, check it out on Daily Wire Plus. Man, Jake, thank you so much for your time. Be blessed and uh, just have a wonderful holidays and uh, to and to more continued success. Oh, man, you too. Hope you guys and, and everybody out there has a fantastic Christmas. Man, he is Jake Crane from Crane & Company. Make sure you check him out. I like to watch their show on TV. Put it on the YouTube. It's easy. Sit there in the morning. They cut it up. I steal a lot from them. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. pretty good stuff. So check it out. Check it out. Now, we are going to switch gears. What are you going to talk to Terry about, John? Um, I don't know. This Memphis basketball team, maybe. What about them? Um, how they're going to be in the top 25. Not how they're going to be. How they are in the top 25. John Memphis, number 23rd in the updated top 25 Associated Press poll. Right behind tomorrow night's opponent, Virginia. So, Virginia's Ole Miss also at number 25. Virginia's 22. Correct. Memphis is 23. Correct. Rebels are 25. Correct. Man, Wisconsin's man, at 24 man. if you wanted to just go 22, 23, 24, 25. I got you. I got you. I had no idea who it was going to be, so I didn't even have a chance to guess. But we are talking about this amazing Tigers basketball team next with Terry Davis on Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. (laughs) Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. 
Welcome back to the little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Dacus all day long, all day strong. And, man, the Tigers got a big one this Saturday to beat the 13th-ranked Clemson Tigers, 79-77 in front of a packed house down at FedEx Forum. They couldn't shoot the three. But guess what? They still got the dub. They forced 15 turnovers. They only had six turnovers themselves. David Jones is that dude, finished with 22 points. And we are going to talk some Tiger basketball with Terry Davis. TD, how's life? What's going on, my brother? Were you in the house already? Man, you know I was. I was. I had an unbelievable weekend. Okay, good. Went down to the game. Uh huh. Had a, I mean, the game was amazing. Best crowd yeah. I've seen in FedEx Forum. Best, best damn crowd in, in, in FedEx Forum for a Tiger game in a long time. It was electric. The game was awesome. Even though they couldn't hit a three, and I mean, it was it was just great. Party that night downtown yesterday. Oh. Wow. Yeah, a little six and one in the NFL. So oh. yeah, it was a good weekend, buddy. Man, give me some good gifts under the tree for some people I know. <laughs> yup, that's exactly what Chas said the other day. She's like, I'm so glad you're winning. <laughs> winning! <laughs> now, um, speaking of winning, the Tigers got a big win. I mean, that was just a that was a huge, hard-fought, crazy, awesome basketball game. What'd you learn uh, this Saturday? That this team does whatever it takes to win a game. They do not believe in quitting they don't believe in giving up when they went down 10 early in the first half they quickly went on a 5-0 run to get it back to where it needs to be they they got some dogs in this team they got some guys that fighting for what they want to have and that's a win at any cost and, and they do it and that's one thing about this team the chemistry still ain't there but it's getting there according to penny you know these guys play well together and once they find out each other what their best spots are, they got a, another level to go to. Yeah, they do. Um, I, I think you're 100% right. I mean, you kind of saw it a little bit when Quinterly hit that pass, uh, that back cut to David Jones. Woo! That was so damn pretty. Or, or the back cut to Jordan. Or Jordan. Yeah, man. By the way, Nick, man, tell me, man. I told you. I, I, I like him. You. I like him a lot. I told you. Nick, you, is, Nick, Nick would not move any needle. But he does all those little things you need him to do. And when P.J. Hall was trying to go off, he was putting that elbow in his back and trying to do whatever to do to slow him down. He does those little things, and it won't get written about. Man, the other thing when you talk about little is the little guy, Jalen Young. He played 17 yeah. minutes. He's starting to find himself a little bit. Uh, when they Basically, when Penny came to him in the second half, I mean, he, he, he played a lot of meaningful minutes. And, damn it, he's playing good basketball right now. He's playing great basketball, and and what I tell you, his role was last week to Back give Quinley get uh, give Quinley a blow when he needs it, and that ten fifteen minutes is great when he needs it. Then when Quinley come back in, he's fresh. He don't have to overdo it or make dumb mistakes because he's tired. Because he's fresh at the end of the game. Unlike Clemson, Clemson on the play seven, and they showed it because they couldn't hang with Memphis depth. No, they couldn't. Uh, the big boys for Clemson, though, I also thought you know I mean that, that that's a big team down low. Tigers shorthanded down low won't be very long with Nacon uh, Tomlin coming, but th- like that's what impressed me is the rebounding, the the fight. Uh, they they didn't back down from anybody. No, they they didn't, and they they played hard. And that's that never quit attitude, man. It's that is that you know we're gonna do what we have to do. 
to get what we have to be. And they know what they need to be because these next couple of games, you know, you know, you got to win, you know, going up to conference. And you can't lose no more than two games in conference because they don't want a, a eight, nine seed again. They want to be a four or five seed going into the tournament. Man, when and they definitely have that opportunity uh, again. They got Virginia tomorrow, huge game. They're, by the way, do you see they're ranked in the top twenty-five? Yeah, but you know, you know that you know that don't move the needle for me. That don't mean nothing. The only thing that means something to me is come March when they rank when they seed it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, Tigers did get that win. How do you win the game like that when you miss twenty-two three-pointers? Teamwork, defense, defense, defense. You know they shot horrible. But they turned Virginia over. They made they spared. I mean, they spared Clemson up. They made Clemson play out of their style because Clemson is a half court team. They made them play outside the half court. How um are you worried about uh, Walton, who had an unbelievable hot start to the season? Talk about a man who whose shot still beautiful. Like three of them went down and came out. Um, what what's going on with uh, Jaquan? Is he is he uh, is his confidence still going to be there? Yes, he has because you. If you look at what Jaquan does, he plays great defense. He makes sure that the offense is still flowing, even though he's not a point guard. He's making sure that everything is in his right place. He's taking some good shots. He's actually moved in. He scored ten points, so he, you know he's not scoring the way we wanted him to score. But he's slowly getting his getting it back. So if he can get back to where he needs to be and become a hardcore closer, then you know the, the sky's the limit for this thing. Yeah, I guess the, the one thing that worries me a little bit is, um, you know, he he has four games where he did not make a three pointer, missed every one right. of them. The Villanova, Ole Miss, A and M, and then this Saturday against Clemson. That's, I mean, he's shooting twenty five percent on the year when he was a forty percent free uh, three point shooter last year. It's crazy, you know. It, you know, even the pros have bad years because when you look at the guy at Memphis, Luke Kennard, you know, last year he was shooting the lights out. The start this season, he couldn't buy a bucket. You know, it just it just goes right. That's one thing about shooters, man. When sometimes it's there and sometimes it's gone. But one thing for shooters, you always shoot because eventually it will come back. But he did make the big three pointer to win a game for. Him. So he, you know, he made oh, it when yeah. he need to. Yeah, he did. And um, you know, this team, by the way, you talk about their defense. Uh, the way I mean, he got on the floor yesterday. You saw them actually diving for balls on the floor. I mean, su- Saturday you saw them diving for balls on the floor. They're just playing at a different level. Uh, their intensity, right? They playing. They playing with March intensity right now because they know this is the time to shine. Because you know, you know the A and M game. You know, you could you you the Clemson game. You know, the Virginia game, the Vandy game. You can't you can't slip up on any of these games. And you if you come out this undefeated, man, you know it's just going to raise your flag even higher. With the addition of Naquan Tomlin coming, how does this take this team? Does this give the potential for this season? Like, does this kick it up an extra notch? I think it. It. I think it levelizes it with the if Brown doesn't come back because you know Brown. Brown ain't coming back, is he? I mean, yeah, you know. But I'm just saying, what what Penny have projected Brown to do? If uh, Tomlin can come in and do that. Then that, that maintains the, the 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 goal for Monday Night Light because he can rim protect, he can rim run, and he can score at the at the post. You know, because one thing about Brown, you know, he didn't make himself available to score at the post. He was throwing up hope shots, like I, like I told you. You know, he wasn't doing any fundamental shots that had a chance to go in. 
So it, and he wasn't rebounding. So if Tomlin come in and just rebound and protect the rim, that's all the Penny needs them to do because they got scoring on every level. Shoot, he's a he's a guy that can finish and he can run the damn floor. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, like I said, with with uh, hopefully we'll know soon about Tomlin, you know, being eligible because it shouldn't take too long for for the president over there to say, okay, you admit it, you know, because it's all it's going through the president. He's going to say, okay, sign the paperwork and do whatever you need to do, you know, and get the transcript to make sure you graduate it, go from there. So that shouldn't be hard to do. No, it shouldn't be hard at all. Now tomorrow night they play Virginia. Twenty six p.m. Six p.m. Yep, get down there, make the man bring the same kind of intensity he brought on Saturday. That man, that the crowd will be electric. My question though with Virginia, this is a defensive team. They yeah. like to slow it down. Tony Bennett is, you know, you know his style. Can yeah. the Tigers speed up Virginia like they did Clemson? Yes, because they got good guards. And one thing, one thing about getting sped up, you get sped up, and they'll know you're getting sped up because how you speed a team up is you put a press on them. Then you make them, you know, make that blood pressure go a little bit higher. And then before you know it, you're going faster and faster, faster than you thought you were planning on going. That's how you speed a team up. Man, speed this. I, I Man, if they can speed up Virginia tomorrow night, it'll be huge. But they definitely are going to need to shoot better than 15% from three-point line if they want to get that dub tomorrow night. You agree? Hey, Johnny, at the end of the day, whatever it takes to win, if you shoot 8% and you win, at the end of the day, they're only they look at wins and losses. So if you do the necessary thing, if you beat them by 30 and score 8%, that's all, that doesn't matter. You just need to win the game. So you need to do whatever it needs to take. If that means I rebounding them, making them have 22 turnovers or, or shoot 90% from two-point range and 0% from three-point range, you just got to do what it needs to take to win. All right, now I got to switch gears. We've been talking all about this Memphis Tiger basketball team. Um, rightfully so, they're amazing. What's going on with them Grizzlies? Hey, uh, it's like this is like the night before Christmas, man. It's the mm-hmm. day before Christmas. You know, the Grizz got a game today. But Big Twelve talked to us last week, and I think he got that Big Twelve energy, and I think he's ready to rumble. And I think once he uh, he gets back on the floor, I, I, I know he's not going to be great coming out the bat. You know, because everyone else is in the big, you know, been in midseason form. So I don't expect him to be right for another three to, you know, three to five games in, into the season. But once he gets in there, I think you know everything the ship will be righted. And unlike a lot of people said, I do think this team will at least to make the playoffs. And I don't even think it's a second guess on it because once they get back, they're gonna play much much better basketball. Man, you uh, you hope so. They definitely need to six and eighteen. Uh, and the biggest problem is they're one and eleven at home on the season. Now, former Grizzly uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, he went crazy the other night on the Grizzlies. He played forty minutes at twenty six points. Dude was dude was filthy. Man, Dylan the Villa, man. You know that's one of my favorite players. You know, but you know I've always respected Dylan because. One thing about Dylan, he always gonna tell you what's on his mind, and he's not gonna sugarcoat it. So when Dylan came in and did what he did, you know he got some some self gratification from doing that beating Memphis. And said, "Look, I didn't want to leave. Y'all wanted me to leave." And he's not talking about y'all the fans. He's talking about y'all the manager mm. because they didn't want to pay the tax. Did he say that's something it? like that's why they paid me eighty million dollars or something? <laughs> no, he didn't say all that. But you know, but but the Grizz knew they had to pay some other people, and they didn't want to pay him the tax money. What's going on with Smart? 
Uh, he should be back tomorrow. You think so? Yeah, because uh, he he actually warmed up with the team. You know, pregame um, uh, the last game Friday, uh, and Jenkins said he's ramping up. He played five on five, so I expect him to play tonight, if not tonight, tomorrow at the latest. Who um who do you think is been more disappointing, Zaire Williams Smart. or Jake Laravia? <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, he you got to be on the court to play and. All you know the expectations what, from him. You know, only reason I think uh, Jake Laravia is still on this team is because he's owed nine million dollars, and Zaire Williams, both of them are owed nine million dollars. That's the only reason they're still on this team because they've been trying to trade them, and they probably they can't find a trade partner because no one want to take that nine million dollars salary on them. But neither one of those guys has lived up to what they did. They they let a a ten day guy you know come in and outplay them, and that that is just uncalled for. That's just that's just asinine because they know they got $9 million in the bank. Even if they get cut, they're going to still have $9, $9 million coming to them. You talking about Vince Williams Jr.? No, not to my Noel. Oh, Noel. Okay, okay. He's yeah, because been... Vince Williams, he's a two-way. Oh, he's, yeah, he's been playing good, though. Yeah, he has been playing well. You know, you know, I like Vince. Dude, he but, grabs you know, a lot of boards, man. He does. He grabs a lot of boards, and he hits the occasional shots. He just does that little uh, – Dirt work, you know that good, that greedy work that no one likes to do, and plays good defense too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. So we got Grizzlies. Jaw will be back soon. Christmas is almost here. Uh, everything's good. The Tigers have a huge game tomorrow night against Virginia. They're back in the top twenty-five. Feels good to be a Memphian right now, doesn't it? It feels good to be a Memphian, especially in, with with, with basketball. Man, the team is ranked. You know, everything's looking good. You know, you know, we got guys playing well on Sundays. You know, it's just good to be a Memphis sports fanatic right now. Speaking of being a sports fanatic, uh, what's going on with the football team? You've been uh, checking in on them. I know they don't uh, play till the 29th. They play Iowa fact, State and uh, Liberty Bowl. They start back practice uh, today, so we out here meeting with them today in about fifteen twenty minutes. So we're gonna find out what Mr. Silverfield has to say for them. You know, you know, you got you got three guys uh, in the portal. What three guys in the portal and two. Going for the draft, I think the guys who are trying for the draft would still play in the bowl game. You know, Joseph likes the center and all that, but you know that that running back coming over, man, that's that's a big get for the Tigers, man. So I think it's going to be okay. I think next year it's going to be even better than this year. Are you surprised Iowa State's a nine and a half point favorite? Of course not, <laughs> because you know that's you know Power Five versus Group of Five. You know they always going to get the uh, the benefit of that. I mean, do they not remember Memphis playing Missouri this year pretty tight? They don't remember. Man, Vegas, man, it's all about analytics, man. It's all about numbers. That's how come I get mad that some of these these, uh, these uh, coaches, when they go for and four from one instead of kicking the field, going to take the easy points. Oh, yeah, that's that's something that, you know, I, I saw a bunch of that. I, I mean, every week you watch the football, it, you're seeing that analytics, and it always seems to backfire when I'm watching or when I have a team. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. Tell everybody what you're working on this week. Uh, this week, man, it's going to be return of the job. You know, he comes back home on Thursday, so uh, it's going to be a circus going to be in town. Return of the job, is that what you call it? Return of the job. The circus will be back in town on Thursday. You know, Memphis going to go looking for a big win. I think they're trying to get a blue out for tomorrow night. Uh, they might not have 15000 there there uh, tomorrow night, but at least they have lo- Lone Day Loud and Rutgers and get Virginia off their track. I think it's going to be a good week for Memphis. Man, I do too. Terry, man, thank you so much for your time. Be blessed. Check him out at TerryD515 on Twitter. Listen to him every Monday right here. And read his work at the new Tri-State Defender. Be blessed, homie.
Holla. That is Terry Davis. Now, I also want to remind y'all, y'all know Christmas is around the corner. Did you know that? Next Monday. Like it's a week from today. That's right. You know, that means that you better have your Christmas shopping done. If you don't, you better head on down to 5880 Goodman Road down in Olive Branch. That's where Frontier Western Store is. You can get clothes for your children. You can get something for your wife as they have a ladies' boutique, a children's department. They have a men's section. They have the largest boot showroom on planet Earth. Frontier Western Store down in Olive Branch, 5880 Goodman Road, down in Olive Branch. Or you can shop online at FrontierWesternStore.com. If you're going to shop online, do it now. They ship their order out within 24 hours. Bing, bang, boom. It's fast. Frontier Western Store and FrontierWesternStore.com. Back into Shake Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a Little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Davis. Big thanks to Jake Crane and Terry Davis who joined us early. We talked about how uh, Tigers are back in the top 25. They're at 23. They played the 22nd team in the country, which is Virginia tomorrow night, 6 o'clock from FedEx Forum. Ole Miss, by the way, is in the top 25 as well. Chris Beard and company are playing out of their mind. And Lane Kiffin is the portal king. Got the number one wide receiver in the transfer portal, the wide receiver from South Carolina, Juice Wells. And now it's, you know, a lot of things are looking that the number one defensive player in this class, Walter Nolan, is also going to sign with those Rebels. Uh, We do need to talk a little NFL. We're going to talk a lot of NFL on the other side. This is not necessarily NFL. This has to do with two brothers. Jim Harbaugh and John Harbaugh. You remember when they played a... A game against each other. They both were coaching in the Super Bowl, San Francisco and Baltimore. And the lights went out. The lights went out. It was such a good game. The Ravens won. 49ers did not. Jim Harbaugh now at college in Michigan. Having two, I mean, imagine you're the mom and dad. You have two kids who are coaching in the Super Bowl. That's, that's impressive. Very. But would this be more impressive? If John Harbaugh wins the Super Bowl this year and Jim Harbaugh wins the national championship, would that be the greatest accomplishment from brothers in the history of the world? Uh, that'd be pretty good, John. Yes, that would. Like, I was thinking about this. The, the way that Jim Harbaugh is mired in controversy, not liked very well by anybody that's not a Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not beloved like his brother John. But, dude, if he does get the natty and his brother gets a Super Bowl, like, is there any brothers that ever, like, did, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. That'd be pretty good. That would be pretty nasty. Now, we are going to talk a lot of football on the other side because we got to talk about the games that actually happened. The play on the field. We got a game tonight as well. Eagles on the road playing the Seahawks. We got to talk, though, all things football on the other side. But I have to tell you, you hungry? Man, I know I'm hungry. 
I am hungry, and I want some barbecue. We live in Memphis. The best barbecue in the world is here in Memphis, Tennessee. And the best barbecue in Memphis, Tennessee is at Central Barbecue. And the thing is, if you can hear my voice, and you want some ribs or some pulled pork, some shoulder, some some smoked turkey, some pulled chicken, barbecue, nachos, wings, turnip greens, all that good stuff. If that sounds good, well, good. Because there's a location around you. If you're downtown, they got you covered. If you're in Midtown, 2249 Central. Uh, if you're out here uh, in, in a little bit north, don't forget 4375 Summer. The new Poplar one, 60, 6201 Poplar Avenue, the blue one. And then they even opened one in South Haven at 6547 Getwell Road. If you can hear my voice, you can be at a Central Barbecue in like 10 minutes at the max. Central Barbecue, where smoke is their sauce. Don't forget, you can also go to eatcbq.com. You can get some catering done. You can also ship that barbecue anywhere in the world. Central Barbecue Smoke is their sauce. It's all about the National Football League on the other side. Hardenwood at 1230. And then we're going to close out with some bets. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. I'll see you on the dark side.